Some satsang editions of Spiritual Awakening Radio today and in the weeks to come focused on the wisdom of three great Gurumukh disciples, three major heavyweight disciples of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra. Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur, Baba Jamal Singh, and Sant Garabdas. Not too much is in English from Sant Garabdas, but there is a book by his spiritual successor, a disciple and successor of Garabdas, by the name of Swami Ram Bahari Lal. His great spiritual classic is known as The Way Out Is In. Now, in a bit, I'll get into some context and background about Swamiji, about Garabdas, and the other main successors of Swamiji, and share with you some passages in English from Garabdas. But I thought I would skip ahead and share a reading from The Way Out Is In, and then do that background and context, and then return to readings from The Way Out Is In. I I just wanted to, to fast forward a bit and delve into the very wonderful spiritual wisdom in this particular section of The Way Out Is In called The Human Condition and Jiva Mukti, The Liberation of the Soul. The soul is sent into the womb in the fifth month of pregnancy A careful mother can feel the arrival of the soul in the infant. Until the birth, the soul's attention remains fixed in the internal light and heaven's music. It also remembers many hundreds of years of sufferings and prays for deliverance from that lowly position and promises to devote the new life in God's service and devotion. Just pausing for a second to comment. This is often said by saints in India. The soul enters the, the body and the upside-down infant in the womb prays to the Supreme Being, I'm going to dedicate this life to spiritual progress. The soul makes this prayer in the womb. That is a description that is repeated, actually, by many different saints, which is rather interesting. Back to the reading from The Way Out is In. At the time of birth, however, the soul's attention is turned down towards the body from the tenth gate, or third eye, and the veil of forgetfulness falls upon its memory. This makes the baby cry. A baby with a short life does not cry at birth. During infancy, a crying infant may be consoled by placing a light in front or the ringing of bells, etc., which he finds a substitute for what he has been seeing and hearing before birth. And he at once leaves off crying. In those days of infancy, recollection of 
previous enjoyments makes an infant smile while he sobs at the thought of suffering. As the infant grows, the soul makes the body its home and, in company with mind, again seeks worldly pleasures and enjoyments and forgets the past altogether. At the time of death, the rays of the soul again concentrate back into the tenth gate, the third eye center. This natural rising of the soul refreshes the soul's memory, and although the man is unable to speak, tears are visible in his eyes, expressing regret for not improving the status of the soul and for having wasted away the whole precious life. At that moment the life force, or prana, in the shape of breath, leaves the body through any of the nine outlets and the soul is pulled up into the tenth gate or third eye center seat of the soul. The judgment is pronounced and the soul is sent elsewhere according to its actions just as at the closing time in a factory the drive lets off steam from the boiler and goes away. The soul is to the Almighty as a drop of water is to the ocean. The quality is the same, but there is a difference in quantity or power. A drop of water is liable to mix with dirt to be dried up by heat. But if that drop of water mixes with a river and reaches the ocean, it escapes all sufferings. During life, the soul has the power to lift itself up, and the soul of the mediator and the spiritual lords of the inner regions are like rivers and streams which help the soul to reach the Almighty. As a child fallen in bad company and who has deserted his parents is liable to suffering, a soul under the influence of greed, lust, anger, and pride. That remains aloof from the Almighty, the Great Parent, and is liable to endless sufferings. With the help of a spiritual mediator, therefore a regular practice and training should be given to the soul so that its downward tendency may change and it may begin to look up and rise into the heavens. Some people believe that the soul and the Almighty are one, and that to believe this is, quote, real knowledge, unquote. As far as the origin of the soul is concerned, this is true. But simply to believe intellectually this does not relieve the soul from the knot of elements, qualities, and mind. Unless all the coverings are shaken off and the liberated soul by means of meditation, spiritual practice, assumes all the great powers that are attributed to God and reaches its source by crossing at least the three lowest heavens, the body, the eternal candle or flame, and Trikuti, 
the triangular heaven or the three worlds. It is only book knowledge and not real knowledge. Like a parrot that forgets all its learning at the approach of a cat, such book knowledge vanishes away when the angels come to pull and drag the soul at the time of death. Although you are a monarch or an heir to a throne, your boast is idle unless you get freedom from jail, cross the foreign boundary and reach your throne where everything is at your command. Book knowledge does not give you real freedom nor does it restore any of your spiritual powers so that you have to suffer the effects of your actions like your less learned brothers. Let the drop of your soul mix into the stream of sound to get to the ocean, the Almighty, the source of all souls. Just see if you can create a world or a separate sun or moon or a tiny star. If you can do that, then your assumption is somewhat correct. If you cannot do this, please do not call yourself God or Brahma. Humility and devotion please him and not false arrogance and boast. A reading from The Way Out Is In by Swami Ram Bahari Lal, disciple of Baba Garabdas, a perfect saint and disciple of Paramsant Swami G. Maharaj of Agra, founder of the Radhaswami spiritual science. I just wanted to fast forward and share those amazing paragraphs that really define things so well. I wanted to get to that first at the very beginning of the program before supplying some history, some background, some context, and then uh, delve into what survives in English of the teachings of Garabdas, and then more from uh, The Way Out Is In, a book which is in the form of a PDF file which I can actually send you for free. It's a book, I, I created it in the form of a PDF file, and it's a very rare book, hard to find but I can send it to you if you send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or send a text message to this number 508-603-9381 508-603-9381 or james at spiritualawakeningradio.com During today's program and on future programs in this series we'll delve into the wisdom of the three great disciples of Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra, India, also known as Seth Shivdayal Singh or Sant Radhaswami Sahib, founder of the Radhaswami faith, who began his public mission in 1861 when he opened his doors and founded the Radhaswami Satsang in the city of Agra, India. 
He had at least three spiritual successors, Sant Garb Das, Baba Jamal Singh, and Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram. So I'm dedicating three programs uh, to those three great disciples of Swamiji. Who was Sant Garb Das? Garb Das was a close disciple of Swamiji. The following quote comes from the book Spiritual Letters, mostly comprised of letters of Baba Jamal Singh. Some letters to Huzur Baba Sawan Singh are to be found in this collection of letters, a wonderful collection of letters by Baba Jamal Singh, another prominent disciple of Swamiji. And this particular paragraph uh, describes Garabdas. Although the disciples of Swamiji Maharaj reached to thousands in number, yet three of them were most prominent. They were Rai Bahadur Saligram at Agra, Baba Garabdas of Delhi, and Maharaj Baba Jamal Singhji in the Punjab. Unquote. That's a passage from Spiritual Letters describing these three great disciples of Swamiji. More about Sant Garabdas from the book Spiritual Letters. Letters mostly by Baba Jamal Singh. More about Sant Garabdas. Garabdas, a disciple of Swamiji who reached Sach Khan, the spiritual plane, during his lifetime, he was from the Punjab and a brother disciple of Babaji or Swamiji Maharaj, a.k.a. Sant Radha Swami Sahib. Though a saint of the Punjab, he preached Sant Mat in Delhi, where he had followers. Huzur Maharaj Sawan Singh Ji had a high regard for him. Another paragraph to be found in Baba Jamal Singh's Spiritual Letters, published by the Bayas Satsang. Just to provide some context, here you have a book published by a different branch of the Radhaswami faith saying very nice things about Sant Garabdas and his branch of the Radhaswami faith. Good to point that out, I think. Brief Life Summary Baba Garabdas was born in 1846. His birth name was Narayan Das. At the age of nine, he left home accompanied by a Siddha Yogeshwara for seven years, spent time in a cave in Kashmir, or the Himalayas, practiced the inward journey and reached Trikuti, Dasam Dwar, the tenth gate. These are referring to spiritual regions within. After that, in 1874, he came to Swami Shiv Dayal Singh and reached Satlok and Anamilok. Those are the highest heavenly realms according to the teachings of the Radha Swami faith. 
Sant Garbdas stayed in Hathras and Delhi, gave discourses, spread teachings for around 38 years and initiated around 5,000 people. He left the body in 1918. He initiated 5,000 people, that is, he had 5,000 disciples who received from him the methods of meditation practice, the disciple-guru relationship, the relationship between a living master and his living students. A, a communication is given of the meditation techniques, the name or names to repeat, inner light, inner sound meditation techniques so that they too may make this journey of ascension through the higher levels or planes to reach Sachkan, sometimes also referred to as Satlok, or the true home of souls, the soul's natural habitat, the, the starting point, the place of origin of souls. All about going back home again, souls reaching their natural habitat, the origin of souls in Satlok, which is a term that means the true eternal realm, above all of these worlds of duality and illusion and maya, time, back to the timeless, eternal, pure spiritual realm above the illusion of lower planes of duality, separation, and illusion. As I wrote in one of my articles, which was published in Sachkhand magazine, uh, I did a whole um, scholarly paper on on a different guru uh, by the name of Gudhari Sahib and prominently mentioned Garbdas in that article and this is a paragraph from that article focused on Garbdas as an independent witness representing another distinct branch of Radha Swami and a prominent disciple of Shiv Dayal Singh Garbdas of the Radhaswami Satsang Sari Rahila, Delhi, is a priceless resource for helping to clarify many issues about early Radhaswami history. For instance, the usage of the name Radhaswami, the condition of the original Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry of uh, Shiv Dayal Singh, did it contain the name Radhaswami or some other names like some have alleged you know, just the whole history of the early days of the Radhaswami faith. You know, you have another avenue of taking a look at that uh, and examining that early history. You have a whole other branch of Radhaswami. You don't have um, two branches with two different versions of event. You have events, but you have like you have actually three different branches of Radhaswami. Uh, each offering their version of history and uh, teachings and so on. And that's very useful to have this other branch of Radhaswami to see what they have to say about what names they repeated in meditation and uh, what the quotes from the Sarbatran Radhaswami poetry are like in uh, the translation that they use and publish and so on. Very useful, very useful window to the early days of the Radhaswami movement in India. 
Hopefully the writings of Gaurav Das can be translated into English and published one day. Well, after the break, I will share with you some words of Gaurav Das that I had translated into English, a couple of paragraphs, which uh, was part of my research project about Gudhari Sahib of the Tulsi Sahib Satsang and the connection between Shiv Dayal and Gudhari. And in connection with that research and research paper, I uncovered some uh, words of Gaurav Das in English and we'll share those, and then we'll get back to our satsang reading from The Way Out Is In, a whole book in English by a disciple of Garab Das, a wonderful book, a great classic of the Radhaswami faith. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more. I was doing some research about a disciple and spiritual successor of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras by the name of Gudhari Sahib. In the life of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra were two gurus, Tulsi Sahib of Hathras and Gudhari Sahib, a spiritual successor of Tulsi Sahib, who lived in Lucknow was living in a house provided by Swamiji Maharaj in Lucknow. Knowledge of Gudhari had almost been completely lost, so I wanted to gather up all of the information about Gudhari to preserve his legacy for future generations, that in the life of Swamiji Maharaj were two gurus, Tulsi Sahib and Gudhari Sahib. In connection with that research about Gudhari, I developed an interest in Garbdas, who mentions Gudhari in his writings. And then I thought it would be great to do a series of programs, uh, each one dedicated to uh, these uh, heavyweight disciples of Swamiji Maharaj to learn more about Swamiji by studying the, the great depth and wisdom of his three immediate spiritual successors, Garb Das, Baba Jamal Singh, and Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur. Those three are very advanced uh, souls. Their writings and teachings have a lot of depth, a lot of wisdom. So I wanted to do programs on all of them. Today I'm focused on Garbdas and his spiritual successors. And the main book in English called The Way Out is in. The entry for Garbdas in a Dial Bog publication called R.S. White Paper on Religion of Saints and Radhaswami Faith, published in Agra. Swami Garbdas was born in 1846. From his very childhood, he was a seeker of truth and went out in search of holy men. He became a disciple of Sri Siddha Yogeshwara Yani and performed penances in Himalayan caves. In 1874, he came in contact with Swamiji Maharaj and got initiated into Sant Mat, the path of the masters. For about 34 years, he spread teachings of Sant Mat around Hathras and Delhi, specifically the 
sorry, Rohilla area. After his passing away in 1918, Swami Ram Bihari Das Ji Maharaj succeeded him. He, by the way, is the author of that book, The Way Out Is In. He spread the satsang in the villages around Delhi, and in 1942, he in turn appointed Swami Mahant Yandas, his son, to succeed him as guru in 1969. Mahant Anil Mathur, his son, succeeded him. That's the lineage of the Garbdas branch of Radhaswami, which still exists to this day. They still meet in satsang in Sari Rahila and Agra and some other locations in India. According to this white paper, this tradition calls Anami, the highest spiritual region for which the creation has evolved, and then they list the names of the inner regions, which are universally taught in Sant Mat, including in the Garabdas group, according to this entry. Anami, Agemloka, Alakaloka, Satloka, Banwar Gufa, the Whirlpool Vortex, Mahasun, the Great Void, Sun, the, the Void, Trikuti, the Three Worlds, and Sahasdal Kanwal, the Thousand Petaled Astral Lotus. They teach Surat Shabd Yoga, the practice of listening to the sound current, the merging of the soul, the attention faculty of the soul, or Surat, making it yoked, or in yoga, with the Shab, the inner light and sound of the Supreme Being. The following is a passage, one of the rare passages you'll find in the English language. I had it translated. It's from the book Anmol Bhajan by Garbdas, and I will be the translator, your Sherpa guide, and comment on the meaning of these terms, because I'm sure for most people, um, most are not acquainted with this terminology. The word is Swami, and Surat is Radha, and this dar of Surat that turns back and merges into the Shabd, or word, sings Radha Swami. When you sing the name Radhaswami, you do the Simran of the five names, unquote. A rare verse in English from Sant Garabdas, from his book Anmol Bhajan. This is saying a lot of things. Uh, it is describing the method of enlightenment or salvation according to the Radhaswami faith, the merging of the soul with the sound current and returning back to the ocean of Radha Swami. The word is Swami, or the sound is Swami. Swami means Lord. Word or sound is this meditation practice, hearing the sound. Surat is a term that means the attention faculty of the soul, and the word Radha means soul. Dar means current. And so when it says the dar uh, or current of the soul or surat turns back and merges into the shabd or the sound current, uh, this is referring to the meditation practice. The soul focuses all of its attention on the inner sound and the inner light and merges with that divine power of sound and light, that divine shabd or word becomes one with it it's like the drop 
merging into an ocean it merges into a river of sound and the sound flows into the ocean and this is the process of the liberation of the soul the drop enters the river that flows into the ocean of Radhaswami, a term for the supreme being when you sing the name Radhaswami, you do Simran of the five names in the, in the Sant tradition or many branches of the Sant tradition uh, the word Simran is used to refer to the repetition or mantra repetition of five sacred names, five secret names these names of God correspond to inner regions or heaven. So it's like pressing five uh, buttons in an elevator going up, a kind of ascension process of the soul corresponding to levels that the soul passes through on the way back to Anami or Radhaswami again. In this group, the Garabdas branch of Radhaswami, they use six names in all, the five names these secret words that I allude to, plus the name Radhaswami. Radhaswami is a, a name used in the Garabdas group, and they have a combination of the five names plus the word Radhaswami. That's their mantric formula, the names, the sacred names they repeat during meditation practice, the six names, if you will. And they teach that, that all of these names are equivalent. The five names are Radhaswami, you know, Ekonkar, there is one God, so, you know, the five names of God and the name Radhaswami are all referring to the same one power, the same supreme being. And their practice is to make use of uh, all six of these names. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. More from the teachings of Garbdas, and then I'll continue sharing readings from The Way Out Is In. In the spiritual poetry of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, known as the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry, Swamiji describes some of his inner travels through the heavenly regions, and in one paragraph described almost getting stuck in this realm known as Mahasun, the Great Void. He spent quite a bit of time floating around or exploring this great void, almost uh, seemingly an endless void of dark space and eventually with some guidance from his gurus his spiritual guides he moved on from Mahasun to the region above Sant Garabdas a disciple of Swamiji comments on this particular section of the Sarbachan Radha Swami poetry in his book Anmol Bhajan saying, Swamiji in his discourses has said that his surat or soul descended into the dark regions of Mahasun, but could neither locate the bottom or the end of it, nor did it feel worthwhile to go down any further. Thereafter, 
his surat or soul adhering to the signs as revealed to him by his gurus ascended upwards. Here Swamiji says that it was the inner mercy of his Satguru Tulsi Sahib and that of Maharaj Gudhari Das Ji whose satsang he attended for a very long period of time. Unquote. Now this particular paragraph which I had translated into English actually four different times by four different translators to make sure I got it right specifically names the gurus of Swamiji Maharaj and this was of great interest to me and it includes the name Gudhari Das uh, and so this was part of my research into Gudhari this was a very useful paragraph and I thought I'd share that with you since it represents only one of two paragraphs that I know of in the English language featuring the teachings of Garbdas. A successor of Garbdas by the name of Swami Ram Bihari Lal composed a book called The Way Out is In. And that one, as I shared earlier, a uh, sample from, is in English and is a great classic of the Radhaswami faith. And so here we go, full circle, we come back to this great spiritual reading after providing some context here about Garab Das. Um, his successor, Swami Ram Bihari Lal, composed The Way Out Is In. And it says some wonderful things. This book is dedicated with the following words. This detailed and more comprehensive account of the kingdom of God is true. It is for the exclusive use and guidance of the good and sincere souls who wish to improve their spiritual vision and explore the light of the kingdom of God. It is for those who are not satisfied with the blind captivity of their souls in this perishable cage that these few hints are given to enable them to realize the spiritual path that is hidden from their physical eyes." Unquote. From the preface of The Way Out is In. In the name of the Almighty Father, the Supreme One, I have tried to offer this little hook, the essence of the teachings of saints of all ages, in simple words. It is advice given to souls irrespective of age, religion, or sex, to enable them to know the practical way to start upon this spiritual road to the Almighty One. Whatever I have written is based upon reality and not theory. Reference to some of the heavens mentioned in this book is found in the scriptures of all religions. Spiritual devotion was taught by the Lord Jesus Christ, Moses, and the great prophet. This is the method that was practiced by Lord Krishna, who advised his friends to practice it in the solitude of the Himalayas. This is the spiritual practice taught by all the saints of the highest order, like Kabir, Tulsi Sahib, Shams of Tabriz, Mulana Rumi, Hafiz, Kalandar Sahib, Guru Nanak, Radha Swami, and others. Clean, therefore, your mind from all prejudices before you begin to read. Leave off fighting amongst yourselves in all matters religious. 
All religions praise God and the name of God. All religions advise you to control your mind, senses, and passions. All religions warn you to avoid evil and do good. This is all that really matters, and thus in substance all religions are one. Therefore secure and enjoy the substance of spirituality. Nothing is more certain than death. Whatever worldly perfection and status you may have attained, it will be temporary and so will be forgotten before long. So let your attainments be spiritual and permanent. Seek salvation during life. It is said there was an island where they elected a person to sit on the throne and rule over them for four years. Afterwards, on the expiration of this term, he was deported across the sea to an island jungle where he was eaten up by wild animals. Many kings enjoyed the throne in this manner and were afterwards enjoyed by the wild animals. Now it so happened that a new king was put on the throne, one who severely disliked the horrible fate of his predecessors. While enjoying the throne, he seriously thought of his coming fate and devised means to avoid the calamity. It was the reigning king and his orders were carried out. He was the reigning king and his orders were carried out implicitly. So he ordered his ministers and commander-in-chief to accompany him on a visit to the island. There he ordered the island to be cleared of wild animals and that a big garden be planted and a palace be built immediately for the use of deported kings in the future. And all the produce of the island be reserved for their use with sufficient staff of servants and watchmen. His word was law. The palace and garden were completed in three years, and the island became like a paradise with beautiful gardens, lakes, and with a new comfortable and luxurious palace. When the term of this king expired, the ministers came and informed him of the expiration of his term. The king left the throne gladly and was escorted to the beautiful new palace. Unlike his predecessors who met a terrible fate in the end, this wise king, now free from the worries of the throne, enjoyed a luxurious princely life till his death. Here man is king, infancy, childhood, youth, and old age are four years or stages of life of the term in which we are to mold our spiritual future and to secure a better and brighter life. Wise are those who in life do not forget the end and by means of meditation and devotion raise their souls to the highest heavens and obtain spiritual freedom permanently. More from The Way Out Is In after these messages. My name is James Bean. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. Today, a satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio featuring the wisdom of Sant Garb Das and a great spiritual classic from his branch of the Radhaswami faith known as The Way Out Is In. If you'd like to receive a free copy of this book as a PDF file, 
send me an email at this address. I'll send it to you. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com James at spiritualawakeningradio.com or send a text message to this number 508-603-9381 The final reading this week from the book The Way Out is In Who is the true seeker? Who is a true disciple? Who is the true follower? One who subdues passions, loves neighbors as well as strangers, and is hospitable and kind, even to non-believers, and raises his soul to the spiritual regions internally that Muhammad did, is a true follower of Muhammad. One who does good to all, leads a pious life, conquers self as taught by Christ, and to whom the door into heaven is open, and who hears the trumpets and sees the lightning of heaven that Christ did, is a true and real Christian. One who aims at nirvana pod and reaches that heaven by means of spiritual meditation and does good to all is a true follower of the Buddha. One who reaches the highest heaven, or Sach Khan, Sat Lok, the true eternal realm, and enjoys the blessings of the name of God, or the sound current, the Shabd, and crosses Pinda, the physical plane, On, the astral plane, Brahmanan, the mental region, and Par Brahmanan, that is, the physical body and the intervening realms, or heavens, is a true follower of Nanak and Kabir. As long as one is ignorant of the spiritual path and heaven and does not spiritually traverse the way, one does not actually follow Muhammad, Christ, Buddha, Nanak, Kabir, or the Vedas. If our zeal is limited only to reading religious scriptures, it is a good pastime and affords intellectual enjoyment but when one starts upon spiritual meditation, one actually follows into the heavens and is a true follower. It is wrong to show disrespect to the head of any religion. In fact, one should entertain feelings of the highest respect and love for them. Their souls went into the heavens while they were alive by the focus of spiritual devotion, and they led very pious lives. Instead of finding faults in others and hurting their feelings, we should try our best to improve ourselves until we reach our ideals and set an example for others to follow. Saints of the highest order declare that the last heaven, called the Nameless or Anami, the Supreme Being, was present before there was any creation. By his word, by his sound, by his will, three purest heavens were created, each of which he graced with his presence. We may call them the wonderful, or agem, the inaccessible, alak, and the true heaven, satlok, the true eternal realm. A reading today from The Way Out is in. 
a great spiritual classic of the Radhaswami faith. The Way Out Is In is authored by Swami Ram Bahari Lal, disciple of Baba Garabdas, a perfect saint and disciple of Paramsant Swami Ji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra, India, and founder of the Radhaswami faith. Thank you for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Again, if you'd like to receive a copy of this book as a PDF file, send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or a text message to 508-603-9381. This program is heard every week at this time, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, saints and mystics, and the path of the masters. Thanks for joining me for Spiritual Awakening Radio. Thank you.